What is up, everybody? We're back from a, a brief hiatus uh, with the Living Electric podcast. Uh, we're back with some good news, though. Um, we were recently named... Actually, let me back up. I didn't even tell my joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you should start here. Like, I mean, yeah, we already started right. recording. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> so we're starting off with some bad news, actually, not good news. Um, yeah. Bad news is we are not the nation's top EV podcast, at least right now. Um, the rankings came out from Feedspot, and we were named one of the best 40 EV podcasts, so we're, we're happy about that, but we're only number 22 on the list. So pretty yeah. good, I think. I think for yeah. our first first rank, definitely. We've got, we've got some room to grow. Um, and... <laughs> So biggest thing you can do to help us help us rise in the rankings here is give us reviews on all your favorite podcast platforms. So definitely like leave us five stars if you like the podcast, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then just make sure you're following us everywhere on social media and help kind of get the word out about the podcast. That's probably the two biggest things you could do to, yeah. to actually make us the nation's leading EV podcast. Yes. Yes. I mean, regardless of being 22, I mean, that's... I mean that's a, one that's a Taylor Swift song, so I mean that's that's a win. But <laughs> also like, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if that means anything to our listeners, but um, I, I mean, how exciting is that? Like, out of the top 40 EV podcasts around the world, we're 22 on this list. Like, that's, that is true. That may be higher stuff. in the U.S. rankings. So yes, I didn't even yes, think about yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, thank you, Feedspot, for, um, you know, highlighting Living Electric and all the work that Alex and I are doing because we're having a lot of fun. And, you know, we're, uh, you know, only on episode 41, things are growing like crazy. And it's uh, really all thanks to our listeners. Definitely. Yeah. And shout out to everybody else on the list, too. I, I recognize a lot of the podcasts there, but I've got a, a lot more to check out now. I didn't realize yes. how many were actually out there that are that are kind of doing similar podcasts to us. So yep. that's really cool. Yeah, I think I need to stop listening to too many true crime podcasts and start listening to other EV podcasts. <laughs> I just you mean can't you, don't you don't listen to Living Electric exclusively and listen uh, to your own voice? <laughs> I do. Yes. And that, that's why we're number 22. It's because I keep it on repeat all the time. <laughs> I got to start doing that. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's how you learn to make better audio right that's right that's right you gotta learn yeah and this time we don't have heavy breathing in the background uh <laughs> the, the last episode we had a uh, my dog harvey in the background and he was dreaming and the entire time it picked up on the microphone and excellent uh, thank god Great for content. alex's amazing editing skills <laughs> <laughs> that is a nice thing since we're not in the same studio we can we can isolate certain rooms if we've got pets so yes yes <laughs> that helps us a lot exactly <laughs> So you just got back from Arizona. Do you want to kind of give lay the groundwork of uh, what you're out there for? Yeah. So uh, that, that's part of the reason why we didn't have an episode go live last week. Alex and I right. were both traveling for work. Uh, I personally wish that it was a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I spent nine days in Arizona um, labeling charging stations across uh uh, Arizona Public Services uh, Service Territory. They're an electric utility out there that uh, Chargeway has partnered with uh, to do dealership programs as well as EV education and labeling charging stations. So when a driver pulls up, they know that that charger works directly with their vehicle in tandem with the Chargeway mobile app. Um, so I went around the state uh, pretty much labeling hundreds of charging stations with our labels, uh, getting to meet different people, businesses, explore Arizona in a, a very intimate way. Um, but it was <laughs> a blast. And uh, I drove, I think, a total of 1,300 miles 
across oh the state in nine days. <laughs> you almost did, you did the opposite of what I did. You did the warm uh, trip. Yeah, <laughs> I did the cold trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How cold was it where you went? It got really cold the first the first day when I drove up to Michigan. It was like under ten degrees, and then luckily it kind of started to warm up the the following days. But it was I mean it was freezing. Like <laughs> yeah, it was like the opposite though. The the hottest it got was one hundred and five degrees the one day. Oh. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, and and stupid me, I like to wear black clothing, so like, of course, that's yeah. all I packed except for like a one blue shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I was just in black the entire time, just drenched. Oh my gosh. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I I don't want to ramble too much. I feel like when I have the door, you know, the floor <laughs> to like a story, I just. <laughs> It's dangerous. Um, it, when, <laughs> what was it? It's dangerous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like I ramble, and that's probably why Brandon's villain origin story isn't doing so well right now. But uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, yeah, I mean, it was an amazing trip. You know, I got to I got to explore Arizona. Um, the first day I was at the Grand Canyon, um, I drove three and a half hours up there uh, from Phoenix when I arrived. And um, I kind of zigzagged my way from um, the Grand Canyon to Flagstaff, Sedona, Prescott, then down to Anthem, Arizona. And then I looped my way around northern Scottsdale to Surprise, Arizona, which is on the west side, uh, and then or the west side of Phoenix. And then I worked my way to Phoenix Metro and then ended my trip in the Mesa, Tempe, and uh, Chandler area. Oh my gosh! Um, and All then, over the place. <laughs> yes, and then made my way down to Casa Grande, which is uh, which is kind of uh, south of Phoenix, whereas uh, Lucid's uh, factory is. I didn't get a chance oh, to see okay. it, but I didn't find that out until I got home that it was there. <laughs> gotcha. Did you have yeah. a favorite like charging station or charging location along the trip? Oh, Any that like uh, stuck out as like a one you're like this is a this is a good spot, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything like that, yeah. Um, you know the the thing that like blew my mind is that there's like hundreds of charging stations across like Phoenix and Sedona and Flagstaff, right. um, and as well as going up to the Grand Canyon, they're all over Arizona. And APS is working really hard to install charging stations um, mm. that are uh, both non-network as well as partnering with Electrify America on some of their fast chargers. Gotcha. Um, so we're kind of seeing like this uh, a like wide spectrum of charging um, accessibility for drivers. Mm. Um, and they're installing them at like uh, hotels, private businesses, um, a lot of fleet installs. Um, they're installing them at like community centers, parking lots, parking garages. Um, so they're everywhere. But the thing that always blew my mind is that no matter where I was, I felt like there was mountains, which kind of surprised <laughs> me about Arizona. I don't have you been to don't Arizona? have those in Ohio. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, we don't. <laughs> it is funny. Like I, I, I. I, I'm trying to think if I've been to Arizona or not. I've been down to like Las Vegas area, so like mm -hmm. kind of near the border of Arizona. But um, yeah, it is funny when you travel out west or like even like down into the kind of the um, Appalachia area. Like you're just suddenly surrounded by mountains, and it's a complete like change of scenery. It's wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it blew my mind. Like it was I, like I don't know exactly what kind of like um, like. Uh, I, I just wanted to say dirt. I don't know what kind of like rock <laughs> material. I feel like, yeah, I'm trying to think of the proper terms. I think maybe sandstone or it was some type of red 
you know, um, material that the the mountains were. I'm really gotcha. struggling here to think of what they were. <laughs> we need to get Mallory on here. She's the right. Rock yeah, expert. seriously. Yeah, <laughs> she she'd be able to help. But um, it was just it was beautiful. Like um, I thoroughly loved Arizona. It was my first time there, and like I was a bit nervous about traffic because I've always heard like horror stories about Phoenix traffic. Yeah, and. I, I think I'm more of an aggressive driver than I like to realize because I like fit in perfectly <laughs> in Arizona. <That's> good. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was beautiful. I, I think I, I don't, I can't think of an exact like charging station that was like, um, like the most like uh, prominent one in my mind, but there, there was one, it was on a, it was on a private property and I, I was able to get a photo of it, but just the way that the, the Clipper Creek chargers were, it was highlighted by a mountain range and oh, it was just that's cool. all, all fields. And then this huge mountain with like a, like a snowy peak. It was that's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, near Flagstaff. So okay. they have a lot of like uh ski resorts and stuff like that there. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's funny to like. I know that's a common thing a lot of people bring up is like, oh, I, I haven't seen many charging stations, so they must not exist. And like, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast we had to have had, but uh, the like, when you actually start looking for them, you start to realize how many are actually out there right now. Yeah. And then like, as an EV driver, you start realizing our, we have a ton right now, but we still need more. <laughs> like, it's yes. crazy how like <laughs> kind of far behind we're lagging. And uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to kind of get to the point where the vehicles might like outpace charging installations and we're like going to start lagging and like having some yeah. issues where where there just aren't enough chargers. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's one concern. I mean, especially as we're seeing more and more videos of like superchargers filling up and, you know, there's now, right. like requests for adapters, which just mean the other charging stations are going <laughs> to fill up like, yeah, that doesn't adapters don't fix the problem like we need. We need Are you calling excessive. me out for the uh, the request for adapters? <laughs> no, I just every everywhere on Twitter, I just keep saying like we need the CCS to Tesla adapter. I'm like that just means the other chargers are going to be filled up too. Like it, it, it's just you know like I, I know obviously funding is going to be needed for these like charging expansions or station expansions, but um, I, I honestly I think the thing that really needs to be targeted is is, is home charging is oh, the yeah. ability for you know like multifamily housing to have access to charging and not have to rely on public chargers as much, right. um, and that should hopefully ease up some of the bottlenecks that we're seeing. Definitely, um, I think that's a big thing that people don't realize is like how much of your charging is actually done at home and how many people can use home, like utilize home charging. I actually looked up because I'm working on writing like a LinkedIn article right now. Um, over two thirds of American households, like where people spend the night, basically, um, either have a garage or a carport over two thirds. So like wow. a majority of Americans, at least, are spending the night somewhere where they have a driveway or carport where they can store their car. Um Granted, that's, I mean, obviously there's another third of that where people are in our multi-unit dwellings or yep. just have on-street parking. Obviously they, that exists too, but that's not the majority. So I think the the home charging option definitely is a, a big piece of the puzzle. And I think a lot of people don't really realize the, um, we don't need a one-to-one -one, like gas station to charging station. Like we just, we just won't need as many um, because of that home charging. So like fast charging really is only going to be for, when people are traveling and for people that might not have home charging and 
live in a multi-unit dwelling maybe that it's at their grocery store or something they just do a once a week trip and they plug in there get their groceries and they're good to go so there's yeah. a lot of other options out there yeah and and you know that that's where i think like a lot of other parties need to get involved and not necessarily just the charging networks you know right. it's, it's <laughs> yeah. obviously the utility it's the apartment complexes it's the landlords it's you know it's the people who who just i think that it just it takes a part you know a group to get things resolved there definitely and, um you know that that was one thing that kind of excited me about uh aps's program with installing like these non-network chargers is that every location they installed at least four chargers so wow which is great you know they, yeah. they were all non-network clipper creek uh 7.7 kilowatt um chargers so um you know like if you're working you get a free charge like if you're nice. at a hotel you can charge overnight like and um they're they're expanding that that program um to hundreds of locations so that's really cool yeah yeah and it's it's interesting you mentioned like <clears throat> other people need to get on board I think the the big shift that's happening right now is people that have never had to worry about fueling before are now yep. are now having to be a part of this fueling uh, scenario with EVs. So it's a it's definitely a big like kind of paradigm shift for a lot of people. But yeah. I think once people are educated and realize the the uh, the positives and the and the the gosh, I'm trying to think of the word um, the benefits that can come out of <laughs> installing charging, they they're on board yep. pretty quickly. So yeah. Yeah, you kind of hit it right on the head. You know, the, the the trip wasn't exactly the perfect trip. I will say that I did run into some issues with like, I don't want to say issues, but just like kind of hesitation from like uh, hotel management and like some property managers really? when it came to labeling. Because a lot of, I mean, you hit it right on the head. Like they're, they're now the fuel source, you know, they're the, the fuel provider. Right. And a lot of them, a lot of the charging to them is just an amenity for guests. You yeah. know, it's not like they, they think about that. They have a million other things to be concerned with. Um, so a lot of the time I, I would go up asking if I could label their stations and it would be a no because that's not, you know, that's not their responsibility. That's above them or like, you know, right. they can't approve that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But the thing is, is that a lot of guests, you know, look for hotel charging and they, they yeah. want to know that it's going to work for them. So Definitely. it's a... It's a it's an odd landscape right now. Like I, I feel like a lot of um, businesses need to get educated and get ready for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But and um, what? Uh, yeah. So what car did you drive around Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that question was coming. It's a loaded question. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I so I just want to I just want to preface this is that I did the research to uh, rent an electric vehicle. I was looking for a, a Model 3 on Turo, but because the way that gas prices have gone, Turo prices have increased dramatically. And a lot of the rental companies that I looked at did not have an electric vehicle to rent uh, because a lot of people were renting them. So sadly, I had to rent a uh, <laughs> a 500 horsepower <laughs> Mustang <laughs> GT, um, which I mean, as a car enthusiast, like I was kind of excited to like try it out because I've right. always heard like cool things about Mustangs. <laughs> um, but uh, one, I just want to say I didn't realize how much I was going to fall in love with the car, um, but not the gas prices. <laughs> Um, right. So yeah, that, that was my vehicle. I filled up, I think I filled up five times the entire trip and it was $300. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's <laughs> a premium, which the, the most I paid for gas was $6 and 50 cents a gallon. Wow. Yeah. Where at? Uh, that remember? was right outside the Grand Canyon. So of course it's uh, going to be more expensive, yeah. but all yeah. the travelers. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean that it was, a, it was a cool car and it, I mean, it handled the entire trip 
incredibly. It had 65,000 miles on it. And for, you know, 90, 95 to 105 degrees, it was, <laughs> it was a beast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, but I mean, the, the thing is, and, you know, Alex and I were talking about this um, earlier, and I'm probably going to steal your interview questions. Oh, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> but but the thing is, is that as I was planning this trip using, you know, Chargeway and like looking for stations using Chargeway, the whole thing easily could have been done using an electric vehicle. Every city I stopped in, there was charging stations at a hotel. There was superchargers accessible that literally would have taken me everywhere that I needed to have gone, um, as well as Electrify America stations. Um, pretty much every hotel that I stopped at had some type of charging option. Um, there was uh, EA stations pretty much in every city that I spent the night in, um, and a handful of Tesla superchargers. So it would have been it it would have been easy to have done it in an EV. It just you know, there was none available. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it helps that you were actually visiting, like the trip was to visit charging stations yes. too. I think that definitely, definitely helps. Do you yeah. think you would have built that into like the trip? If you're like, oh, I got to go out and label this, this fast charger. I'll just stop here for lunch or something and, and oh, <laughs> label the station, plug in and then keep going. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that would have been the whole trip, you know, like it, it would have been it would have been nice to have had an EV accessible because then I could have done a video of the trip as well because it right. was it was close to fifteen hundred miles and like some of the areas I went to were like incredibly remote. Right. Um, I mean, like literally no buildings until like I found where I had to label. Um, Just a stranded charger in the middle of the desert. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah one one in Joseph City that APS installed at one of the uh, local schools. It was oh, okay. like a two-hour drive east of Flagstaff, and wow. it was just literally desert. I mean, like tumbleweeds. I drove through a uh, – <laughs> man, my friend from Arizona told me what it's called. It was called a uh, – not a dust tornado, a dust devil. I think that's what Dirt they devil? call them. Dirt devil, yes. Yeah. Like the sweeper. Yeah, like the sweeper. Yeah, I was going to say like the vacuum. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I saw a massive one like spinning like as I was driving on the highway. Like that was crazy. Um, but I, but like they have charging stations out there. So like if yeah. I needed to, I could have stopped and you know, they were level twos, but like if I needed to, and then literally right. 10 miles east of there, there was a supercharger. So, wow. huh. yeah, yeah. That's a great thing with Arizona is that like pretty much everywhere you really need to go, they have charging, um, you know, capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. Has that been in the, like, I don't know how many States you've traveled to. Do you feel like that's the case in most States you've traveled to? Like, in the, um, since no. you've had an EV? No. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, the thing that surprised me is that, like, Arizona is very forward, like, or progressive mm. when it came to, like, charging and solar. I mean, like, almost every building had, like, some type of solar canopy or solar really? cells on top of their roof, um, which was really cool. I mean, they get, it was sunny the entire time, so I can only right. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I you know, compared to other states, Arizona, I would say, is almost on the same level as California. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it makes a lot of sense when you realize how much, uh, power potential there is out there with the sun shining. <laughs> like yes. most of the yeah. time it's super <laughs> hot. Like there's just yep. so much energy you can absorb out there that doesn't need to be burning coal or gas or whatever else. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, that certainly helps the business case a ton. Yep. So, 
Yeah, and I, and I know APS is really involved with that. Like on their on their uh, branded uh, Clipper Creek chargers, it says like bringing EVs and clean fuel to uh, Arizona. So like oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, they're really really involved with making sure that like the the way that the cars are fueled or is clean. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. We're we're in Ohio, obviously, and we border West Virginia, and West Virginia is like notoriously one of the like. I don't think they have any fast chargers in the whole state of, or at least like none above 50 kW fast chargers in West Virginia. Yeah, I think they have three green uh, CCS chargers, but they have um, superchargers. So like, I don't know how Tesla worked their way in there. <laughs> oh, they do have superchargers mm-hmm. in West Virginia? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, non-Tesla fast chargers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess yeah, to, if you, to clarify. If you route a trip or if you route a trip um using chargeway uh, using like a, a green car, it actually takes you away from West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. No. Nope. So Yeah, because well, I've heard we've had some people from West Virginia attend some of our events and they uh they literally have to drive through the whole state without stopping. <laughs> so yes. it's like yeah. a little disconcerting. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's like a Harley dealership and a Kia dealership, and then there's one other one in West Virginia, and then the rest are superchargers. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I mean it was it was an incredible trip. Um, you know, I got to catch up with uh, with some YouTube friends, uh, Blake Check. Um, highly recommend checking out his YouTube channel. Uh, we got a chance to get dinner, got a chance to ride in his uh, Stealth Model Three performance. Oh, um, is that what he has? Yep. Yeah, the the Stealth Model Three is is really cool. I wish I would have looked into that more because it's the it's essentially the um, the performance motors, but everything else is like the all wheel drive like long range car. So yep. it doesn't have like all the upgraded stuff that costs more, and it's like kind of just a slight motor upgrade, <laughs> so you yeah. get the better performance. Yeah, but that it it felt like kind of like the uh, I would say like the P ninety D with intense mode on like it wasn't quite yeah like, it's it's pushing like it's low threes yeah. zero to 60 right so <laughs> yeah it definitely wasn't like ludicrous fast but it was it was it felt good <laughs> to ride in that car oh i will say alex um uh the, the one car i did get to see i did get to see the refreshed model s with the new taillights and headlights oh um, okay one so i was i was waiting actually for dinner with blake and his wife jess at uh arizona state university which i guess is like kind of comparable to osu in terms of partying okay um so like i was just standing there and i looked up and it was a brand new model s and the taillight design and the headlight design they even though it's like very similar to what it was they did a great job. It looks so looks a lot better. much better. <laughs> yeah. I know they had some issues with the old version of the headlights too. So I'd assume that's part of the reason they did the, the yeah. redesign. <laughs> so I'm hoping that that fixes some of those issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, other than that, it looks, it looked great. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that like really happened with Arizona. Um, I did get to go to a crater site, which is pretty cool. Oh, um, I saw you post pictures about that. that yeah. Looked, that looked crazy. <laughs> it was it was nuts. Um, well, one, I just got to say, I can't believe how windy it is out in the desert. I'm not really sure why they don't have, like, wind turbines. I don't know if maybe they just can't handle how fast the wind was. I don't um, know. But it was like se- like sixty to seventy mile per hour gusts. Like it was it was nuts. Um, That's funny. Especially as a cr- at that crater, it was a um, so it's a, it's I believe it's an like a national um, site 
it's not national like a national park but it's some type of like, like historical site or site. something like that something okay yeah and it's like five miles through a um a uh jeez uh a ranch there we go uh like, okay uh, yeah so like you you get off the highway and it's literally five to six miles through a, a ranch and they have like really? the, the the cow guards so they can't like run out right which <laughs> never really understood how those works but um you just keep going and it just keeps like crater site coming and like impact site you know three miles away and you just keep driving <laughs> And I got to tell you, seeing the Grand Canyon for the first time was beautiful, but this this crater was probably the most impressive thing I've ever seen because really? to me it felt like the you know the Grand Canyon's like a natural erosion you know type of like right. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna say place because I don't want to like sound like I'm into you know uh, geolo- geology. Well, it's um, a canyon, so yes, yes, a canyon. There we go. A, yeah, the a natural canyon. formed canyon. Um, but but the the crater site to me was so impressive because it was from out of this world. You know, like the out of this right. world force caused this this massive thing, and you're driving through this ranch, and then all of a sudden you see this mountain, and then you're like holy crap that's the crater site and it just gets taller and taller as you go oh my gosh and you have to climb like three flights of stairs and when you get there it's literally a half a mile wide and probably maybe like 300 feet deep like i mean it's like gosh it's huge like the photos don't do it justice it was so cool (laughs) wow that's like scary almost puts like everything in perspective <laughs> yes no totally i mean like it, it made me feel like an ant like it right. just like it, it's a meteor like it wasn't even that big i think it was only like i don't know it probably burned up but um it like i think it was only like 10 to 15 feet wide or something like that oh and made that big impact yeah wow yeah jeez so but that was that was pretty cool <laughs> that's scary yeah, yeah. But other than that, it was it was just a fun trip, and I'm just happy to be home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'll take, like, this big, long trip. It'll be a lot of fun, and I'm like, it'll be, like, the third day, and I'm like, I just want to go sleep in yeah. my own bed. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to say, you know, thank you to APS and Chargeway for allowing me to have that really cool experience. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. So if you're in those areas and you see a Chargeway sticker take a photo and add it to chargeway because i can guarantee i had a uh, something to do with that <laughs> <laughs> trying to think if i have any updates to share i know you did want me to talk about my some of the car upgrades i've been doing yes not, yep. not as exciting but some some stuff i've been doing so it's still exciting that's true it's it's somewhat ev related <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um so this is like my last summer i wanted to do a ton of like car upgrades um but I don't know why I just never got to him. I was way busy, way busier than I am this summer, I guess, and probably have saved some more money, which helps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> money definitely helps. <laughs> right. So yeah. I'm working on just doing some upgrades to my car because it's like it's over two years old now. I'll kind of freshen it up a little bit, make it look a little cooler. Um, I'm bummed, though, because I missed out on like all the updates I would have liked with the new Model 3s. Like yours has the black trim, which I like way better. <laughs> like <laughs> just like a lot of little stuff. The new center console, I really wish I had. Like mine just feels cheap now looking at the newer one. So a lot of that stuff I'm, I'm missing out on. But I went ahead and put some new rims on it. Um, so I've got the the old sport rims actually won from test bros they did a competition like last 
was it last September or something? I can't remember what month it was. Has it been it a while a year ago. since you won that? I think so. Yeah, wow. it's been a while. They've been just like stored in my closet and garage for a while. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I finally got those put on. So they're the old sport rims and they're powder coated black. So they look they look really nice. Kind of have a matte like satinish finish to them. Ooh, um, nice. So I got those put on. I looked into getting. I needed new tires anyway, so that was part of the reason I like did the change. And I looked into those Pirelli tires. I think we talked about on the other, um, oh yeah, a few podcasts ago. Yeah, and they're just not selling them right now in the U.S. I think they announced them, but it's always like they always do these announcements, and then it's like months before they actually announce it for sale. So yeah, um, hopefully when that rolls out, I'll look into getting something like that because I've already seen a little bit of a range hit on my my new tires and rims. I think it's a combination of the bigger rims, but also the new tires. So. We'll see. I ended up going with the the Continental Extreme Comfort, I think is what they're called. Oh, okay. So, Are they summer yeah, tires or all season? They're all season, I believe. So, okay. I I've also heard there's like a wear in period for new tires too, if they're like extra sticky and like when you first get them. So oh. like after you drive a little bit, they kind of wear yeah. out and the range gets better. I guess. So well, I guess that would make sense because if yeah. it's like new fresh rubber, I'm assuming you'd probably have to wear down a little bit to reduce friction. Uh, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure how how like scientifically <laughs> correct that is. That's at least what I saw in some of the forums when I was like looking at tires because. Um, it's so funny like with evs is you almost have to re-engineer every single part of cars because it's got to be like as efficient as possible whereas beforehand it like really didn't matter so i'm glad companies like pirelli are kind of creating those ev specific tires um and i looked i guess michelin makes an ev specific tire that has like lower rolling resistance but it's only like sized for the model y and like a couple other manufacturers are, are like starting to make them so I'll definitely have to look into that once I need new tires again. So, <laughs> can you get those fitted to the Model Three since the Model Y and Three are so similar? No, I think they're slightly different sizes. I think they're wider or something, oh, so okay. the ri- the rims would look weird. I think on the Model Three because they're <laughs> they're slightly different sizes. You would look like but... those trucks where they lower them and the wheels are pushed right. out. Like... <laughs> I think it would it would look a little weird. So. <laughs> But yeah, I got I got that done. I just got my window tint done a few weeks ago. Um, nice. I got I didn't do the windshield, and I'm glad I didn't because I got 35 around the rest of the car, and um, the way tint works, it's like kind of backwards of what you would think. So like 35 means it only lets like 35 percent of light in. I think right. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, because you would think like a higher number means like a darker tint, but it's the opposite. Like a lower number means a darker tint. So yeah, I never I got, really understood how that worked. Like I think it's like how much light it passes through, but I don't know if it's like a complete one to one. I don't think it's exactly thirty five percent. But so, anyway, so for future episodes, <laughs> we need a tint specialist and a tire specialist, <laughs> and a rock specialist, <laughs> yeah, and a rock, yes, a geologist. <laughs> Um, so i got the tint done and i'm glad i didn't get the windshield done because i wear polarized sunglasses and when i look out the side there's like this like rainbow effect through the side mirrors and the rear view mirror so like it's a weird like a weird kind of thing there but i like the polarized sunglasses better so yeah (laughs) 
Did, now, did you go with ceramic tint or just normal tint? I did not. It's just the plain tint, so that's okay. probably why. Because I think it's the ceramic's a lot more expensive, so I didn't spring for that. I'd assume the ceramic doesn't have that issue, the like rainbowish issue. I'll we'll have to check on ours because we did ceramic tint on ours, and Tyler's. I think Tyler's sunglasses are accidentally polarized. Um, so, because <laughs> I know with that, like our, our screen protectors on our phones, it's like a rainbow to him when he wears his uh, glasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'll, I'll ask him because I'm okay. I'm not really sure if, if it matters. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. either. Um, yeah, my old phone, um, when I would wear my sunglasses, uh, if I turned my phone horizontally, it went completely black because like the lines like crossed over each other. So oh. it didn't let any light in like through my phone. So I had to like hold my phone a certain like orientation to see everything on the screen if I had the sunglasses on. So oh, that's also so. So do you have any other accessories or upgrades you did? No, that's it right now. Um, I've, I really need to clean my tires. I was going to go like take some nice photos of my car after I did those two things. Cause it looks like completely different now. <clears throat> um, but the tires are just completely dirty. Like they need shined up and like really mm. properly cleaned cause they're like fresh from the factory. So, um, I need to clean those <laughs> and then <Yeah>. I need to <laughs> do a, uh, Chrome delete at some point too. I've got the kit from test bros, but I am awful with vinyl. So I'm hoping like somebody can help me with it, putting it on my car. Cause I'm not going to be good at it. <laughs> so it'll just take, I think it's going to take like an eight hour day to like put it on properly. So Jeez. Well, yeah. I, I can tell you right now, I mean, I did really good with those labels in Arizona. I just want to <laughs> clarify that in case, you know, my boss is listening. But <laughs> I vinyl, yeah, I, that, that's one thing I don't think I could help you with. It's, so Tyler it's actually fine when might... It's- Tyler might be able to. He's pretty good with stickers. It's true. We could we could make a weekend out of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just sleep in our driveway again. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with the smaller stuff. I mean, stickers are fine. It's the like big long sheets of stuff that's usually like the issue. So yes. even just like wrapping my door handles was like a pain. I was just like it took me way longer than it should have. And yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm stressed out thinking about it, and I'm not. Yeah. Even, it's not even our car. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. But yeah, I'll probably do a video at some point, kind of walking through all the upgrades, like how the car is holding up after this amount of time, just for people that are curious, some of the other accessories and stuff I've been using. But yeah, that's that's kind of the main three right now. You brought up the stealth performance, though, and I still do want to get the acceleration boost at some point. Oh, um, yeah. So I've just yeah. got to find, find $2,000 somewhere. <laughs> I thought you had that. No, I never got it. Oh, I don't know why I thought you had that. I guess maybe I got the enhanced autopilot mixed up with that. Yeah, I bought enhanced autopilot, which honestly was it's getting way more use than an acceleration boost would have. Yeah. But I think to <laughs> like eventually I want to fully fully upgrade everything. So yeah, yeah, that would be nice. We, we did drive a uh, long when we were test driving cars. We did drive that Model Three with the acceleration boost, and there there was a difference. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can feel it. <laughs> It it goes for sure because it drops oh, yeah. like a full half second off. Like that's not an insignificant amount of time when you're, uh, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> when you're when you're going uh, looking at a zero to sixty. So, yep. Well, but yeah, that's I, that's probably the only other thing. I'm excited to see how everything turned out. I've been I've been anxiously waiting for a photo, but I can I can see why you wanted to get nice. And <laughs> <laughs> I've got some I've got some crappy photos. I think I sent you the one with the new new rims on there, but I don't have oh, any good good like professional ones. That. I think I Did only saw ac- the rim sitting on the ground. I don't think I saw like it on the car. Oh, gotcha. 
So yeah, maybe, maybe we can do an unveiling. Like maybe the next episode we'll like <laughs> we'll do an unveiling. We'll start the episode with a just five seconds of uh, <laughs> the picture just of the car. <laughs> a, a second flash of a photo. <laughs> there he's all. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the the one thing you know that has me excited about Model Three ownership is just how many accessories we could purchase for it. It's um, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know we have a lot that we're planning, but um, we're doing a, a full PPF protection of the front. Oh, and really? The, yeah, uh, that's, I think, next week. It's going to be about okay. $1,800 to do the whole thing, but we're going to wrap oh, that's the not whole... too bad. No, not at all. I mean, like, it's the whole front of the car, the hood, the mirrors, and then the, I think, the the, the half of the A-pillar, like, on both sides. So it's okay. pretty much going to, like, protect the entire paint of the front of the car. That's smart. So, yeah, that's one thing I wish I did because mine is like littered with a ton of little like dings and scratches and all that stuff. Like at this point, I'm probably going to end up like just wrapping the whole car. Like if it starts getting too dinged yeah. up, because by the time you pay for like paint protect or paint uh, restoration and like get all that stuff fixed, like yeah. it's almost the same cost. So, yeah, it's sometimes not worth it. Yeah, I think it's smart to, you know, like if you if you can afford it to, you know, one either just do clear PPF or wrap the vehicle. Right. I, yeah, I think it's worth it, especially with how flat the the Teslas are up front. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> There's no grill. It's just a wall. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to think of how to wrap up this episode. I I think just because like you and I've been so busy with work and everything. Do you have any updates with like YouTube and like kind of like what you have planned for uh, future content? Oh dang! So you brought up the CCS adapter. Yes, which I wasn't calling you out. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> no, I I understand like both sides of the argument for sure. Um, so the uh, the CCS adapter has been kind of like highly like sought after for Teslas in the in the U.S. because we do have like a good Electrify America network. We have other good like char- fast chargers out there that Teslas could utilize. Um, and with them being the most popular vehicle, it would be nice if you could charge at non-Tesla stations, uh, yeah. fast charge at least. Um, so the CCS adapter has been rumored for a while, and I did, I did a complete deep dive into like what's necessary for the CCS adapter to work. So actually, I texted Brandon and Tyler and said, hey, does your car have CCS adapter support? Because you can actually look in the car menu now and say like, ccs adapter support and it'll say like yes or no (laughs) and uh i guess when i bought my car they put version three i guess of the charge port ecu in there which i'm not sure what ecu stands for i'm guessing it's like electronic something unit um (laughs) and uh (laughs) it's some kind of chip basically that that helps control the charge port and like process everything so mine has version three. They switched to version four at some point, and that gave you CCS adapter support by switching oh. to that version four chip. Interesting. But because of the part sh- shortage and like chip shortage, they only put that chip in there for like, I think, five or six months. And then switched back to a stripped down version of that V4 chip. So it's the same chip, it just doesn't have the CCS adapter support or like some other chip in there that it needs for that support. Oh. So that's why weird. like your your brand new Model 3, or essentially brand new Model 3, right? Yeah. Um, 
doesn't have that support because it probably oh. has a stripped version of that that ECU. So, ideally, you can get a non-stripped version of the ECU for newer cars <clears throat> and just swap out the chips, right? Just put the, the non-stripped version in there and it, it'll have that support. And you've got to, like, flash the car and reset it or something like that. I read, like, a bunch of posts on it of people that have done this. Or you have to completely, like, replace the wiring harness because the, like, wiring is not the same between the V3 and the V4 chip. So you have to essentially completely replace that wiring harness and put the new chip in it to get CCS adapter support. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. So, And the reason you have to do all that is because... um, this CCS adapter is going to be a passive adapter, which means it's got no computer parts in it. It's literally just like basically taking the pins from the CCS port and adapting them to the Tesla port. That's all it's going to do. Oh, Um, whereas if you've seen the Chatamo adapter before, it's huge. Right. And that's because it's not, I, I don't believe it's a passive device. It's a like active device. It recognizes, okay, there's an adapter attached uh, it's, it translates the Chatamo signals to the Tesla signals so it communicates properly, and it's not a not a passive device. So um, the downfall with the pa- with the passive devices, you need that CCS adapter upgrade, you need that ECU upgrade. But the the pro or the good thing is then it's a passive device. It's a much smaller adapter. It's just like a few inches wide, and you just put it on the end of the plug, right? Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. So yeah, that, that yeah. would make sense why the adapter <laughs> is much smaller than the Chatamo adapter. Exactly. And that's why. And, and so, that you would have to get those up upgrades. So I like I basically like have been trying to contact uh Tesla service to get the CCS adapter support and I'm also working on getting a CCS adapter shipped in from South Korea, which has been a whole nother thing. Um but not gonna say much else till i get it in in house and <laughs> can yeah. mess around with it so <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but well, i reached exciting. out to some other i reached out to some other people in the tesla columbus group and i think i'll i'll probably do some testing when i finally get it in and see like how it works what it looks like like charging yeah. speeds all that stuff because i believe it's rated for 150 kw so not like 50 like the chatamo one was so wow. hey that's yeah. great <laughs> right <laughs> that's great well, I guess that, that clarifies why a lot of the times that I've seen like photos of people using that CCS adapter that they, you know, had imported, um, it works with some vehicles. Right. Like, I, I've seen like some success with it and like, you know, some like unsuccessful attempts. So that would make sense. Right. But so also that that kind of if if Tesla does come out with that adapter here, obviously these vehicles would need a lot of work to be retrofitted to to work. It is, but it isn't, because um, <clears throat> some people have done this by themselves, and I like read on this whole thread of like DIY ways to get the CCS adapter support. Because you can go into Tesla and ask for parts, like you could ask them for this version four of this chip. Um, you don't have to wow. tell them what you're doing with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so like if you can get that chip and you can rewire it properly to the new um, to your car you could get CCS adapter support. So it would essentially be the Tesla tech doing that for the like retrofit per se is doing all that. Um, But yeah, it's wow. 
it's a lot of work and i i finally got a response like because i said hey i think i need part number xyz and they're like we can't do that right now because uh-huh. <laughs> i i don't trust myself to like do it by myself and risk like bricking my car if i like hey. screw something up right yeah. so um but yeah they they finally responded and said i guess that they are going to roll it out as an upgrade in the app um which I think is similar to what they did in South Korea when they rolled out the adapter. So basically through the app, you could say upgrade for CCS adapter support. You would pay the installation fee, but then that fee would also cover the adapter itself. So oh, like you would get the yeah. adapter plus the upgrade. It's kind of just an all-in-one package. They they take care of it for you. So Yeah, I I think it'd be worth it. I mean, instead yeah. of lugging around that Chatamo adapter, like, right. <laughs> that thing is not small. I've only no. used it once, but yeah, that it's... Yeah, <laughs> it's not easy. Oh, did to you? Handle. Did you all get one? Uh, no, no. When I when I okay. worked for Tesla, I did a trip up to northern. Uh, well, I'm just gonna say not northern Michigan, but like near like Flint-ish area. Okay. And gotcha. at the time, the supercharger network was not. There was nothing above Ann Arbor, so I gotcha. had to uh, bring a Chatamo adapter with me to stop at <laughs> gotcha. Nissan's offices up there. Oh yeah. my gosh, that thing yeah. was. Uh, yeah, it's not not easy to handle. No, it's not. <laughs> no. So. Yeah. I'm glad they're they're hopefully releasing that. Um, the other thing I looked into is I'm not sure if you replace that ECU if it stops Chatamo adapter support because oh, it yeah. would be like a different chip and it might might work differently. I'm hoping no, but I'm not not 100 percent sure. Yeah, so. I, w- I almost feel like the trade off would be for the better though because like Definitely. there's so yeah. many more CCS chargers out there and like. I would only want it as like an EV nerd to be able to charge on like every port and right. <laughs> and, te- and like test every single one. So right, um, yeah. But yeah, that's the, that's the 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 main thing I've been working on. But that's probably going to be a long term video when I finally <laughs> get yeah. all that stuff in. Um, but yeah, cool. Well, I look forward to that one, and I'm sure a lot of people who are Tesla drivers will too. Definitely, definitely. I also did uh, another sidebar. I did a not a deep dive, but I I was looking into uh, I was doing some stuff at work today, and I've heard like ports, plugs, um, and what's the other one? Um, I'm trying to remember, like ports and plugs are interchangeable, but they're not really. <laughs> yeah, uh, we use connectors a lot, like the term connectors. Connector. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Oh, yeah. Plug, connector, and port are like the three we use interchangeably. So I looked it up today, and I could throw this in the show notes too because I thought it was like a good good resource. Um, but it's basically... So a plug is the part of the cable that connects into a port. So the plug would be charger side, port would be vehicle side, Right. The connector is the actual end of the plug. <laughs> so the part that actually like goes into a vehicle, <laughs> if that makes gotcha. sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. So like, yeah. like the big like holster would be the like the plug, but then the connector would be like the end, like inch or whatever that actually goes into the car. Yeah, I guess. It, I mean, if you want to think of it literally, it's connecting the two pieces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I feel like... A, when I hear cable, I don't necessarily think of plug. Like I think of the no, I think of, of the plug. actual like cable. But yeah, 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 like the you know the verb of plugging something. In. Right. Like 
Yeah. Right. But I've heard yeah. like ports, plugs, connectors, like all these used interchangeably. But like, gotta be gotta be concise with our language here and make yes. sure we're getting it right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We don't want to confuse people because people think gas pump. Like you know, yeah. like yeah. Yeah, I, in fact, I don't even know what the the nozzle. Actually, yes, I do know what that is. The nozzle that gets inserted into the <laughs> the gas hole. <laughs> have to bleep that out. <laughs> that was not a swear. <laughs> we're still PG. We're rated oh my PG. Gosh. How do you think we're going to keep climbing in that list? We just got to keep know. going. Yeah. We're going to ping pong if it keeps going this way. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah no i i agree with you i feel like we need to do like a whole episode on like the way we talk about evs and like terminology it, and stuff yes yeah keeping it keeping it simple and concise because like i to me personally i don't really think i mean unless like there's a reason for like engineering i i just said reasons um reason for engineering you know it's just there's no reason to have three different types of you know vocab words for right. <laughs> for everyday usage maybe from yeah. a data standpoint but not from definitely you know. yeah it's it's a uh it's interesting because i've we work with a lot of people that have put in like are used to rolling out gas stations and like they call um even charging manufacturers are calling their their pieces of hardware like dispensers like it's mm-hmm. dispensing gas <laughs> but yeah. it's not really i mean um yeah it's a whole different world kind of new terminology to learn so that would that'd be a good episode i'll put that mm-hmm. on our um put that on our list yes okay, gotta keep growing <laughs> yeah we got a long list now hey that's good we're on season five we're not doing season anymore also i don't think we announced that officially yes no we're just gonna keep going like... we're just gonna keep rolling this is episode 41 total so yes but I think we're to the rambling part of the episode, so yeah. I think we should probably wrap it so. up. And this um, is where people drop off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I totally started that when I said regioning. Regioning? Regioning. It's getting late. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Uh, definitely remember to leave us a um, a review on your favorite podcast li- platform if you listen to the podcast uh, or audio version. If you're watching on YouTube, definitely hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. We just crossed over 100 subscribers on YouTube as well. Yes. So another big yeah. milestone for the podcast. And we'll keep growing from here. Yep. And thank you guys for the support and living the electric life.